When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Visit your local Isuzu new dealer today. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Mark Duffield. Oh, clearly it's, it's disappointing and frustrating. There's no doubt about that. And I think when you see the outrage in you know, our supporter base, you see the outrage of the footy community, clearly you look at it and it's either, it's either unjust or the fabric of the games getting challenged. And, um, you know, for us, it's important that we probably go down that path of looking at, you know, why that's the case and, and take it a little bit further and we'll look at all avenues about how we go about doing that. No, I, I just, I think you got it wrong. It's widely covered now. If you make contact with the head and don't make contact with the footy, you're going to be in a bit of trouble. Um, and I think the MRO is doing a really good job of staying on top of Differing opinions on the Jacob Van Royen two-match suspension, which was upheld by the AFL Tribunal last night. Give us your thoughts on it on the temper at Bedshed text line 0487 736 736 or the open line call us 13 12 55. Of course, that was Melbourne coach Simon Goodwin challenging the Fred fabric of the game. Really, Simon? Not sure. And that was also Will Powell from the Gold Coast, who, of course, he's a, a Claremont boy, just like uh, Jacob Van Royen uh, was before he joined the Melbourne Demons. Of course, Will Powell, outstanding young defender for Gold Coast these days. On the line, my old colleague from the West Australian, Glenn Quartermain, and uh, the man with very, very, very small hands. He would have had a great... AFL career, but for that fact, quarters. Welcome to the show. Have your hands grown any since I last saw you? Good morning, Duff. They haven't, and you know there's 300 games of AFL lost because of that fact, don't you? I know. At least a lot of joy to fans that could, they could have had. You probably could have given them a bit of amusement if you just ran out and showed your hands. I guess you know. Tr- tr- tried to toss the, tried to toss the coin, and the twenty cent piece would have been bigger than your hand. That that I think. <laughs> That would have been entertaining. Yeah, this, the problem is, mate, it was, it was the great shame of my, you know, youth with football. Um, was I could never pick the football up with one hand. And uh, all my mates could do it. So I was always shameful about that. <laughs> so let's get serious. The Jacob Van Royen two-match suspension upheld by the AFL Tribunal last night. I'm saying they're right. What are you saying? Look, I'm, I'm saying they're right as well. I'm a little bit torn here in that um, I feel for the kid. There was a, you know, I think Adrian Anderson, his counsel, suggested it was a 0.8 seconds when he took his eyes off the footy. Clearly he was going for the football. Um, took his eyes off it for a moment to look at the player. And as he was going for the footy, clearly his fist is very close to the football, but he makes contact to the head. So in a nutshell, the game has moved. Everyone knows that. What is the duty of care? Yes, it is a football act, but you've also got a duty of care to the player. He's made head contact. 
and I'm afraid, you know, if you if you want to change the game, and I'm not sure if it changes the fabric of the game. Look, maybe it does, does. Maybe maybe we've got to the point where, where you know pulling up short and not getting into a contest where the head could be involved is not a bad thing. So I'm comfortable with the two weeks. I do expect them to appeal. However, um, you know, one of the the grounds for appeal, it's got to be seen as, um, you know. Um, the decision of the tribunal has to be so unreasonable, this is the law, that no tribunal acting responsibly um, could have made that decision given the evidence before it. So I'm not sure if they can argue that, but let's see what plays out today. Um, so in a nutshell, mate, I'm, I'm, I feel for the kid, but if sometimes if you have to have some collateral damage to change the way the game is played to protect the game in the future and to protect players' health, then I'm OK with it. Yeah, I just my take on it, and the reason why I think the tribunal decision is right, I don't think coaches are being honest when they say he was contesting the ball. I think they're basically saying you will make contact with the players taking the mark, you will make him earn the mark, and then you will challenge the umpire to pay the free kick. And if he does pay the free kick, he's going to end up with the ball, which he would have ended up with anyway if you didn't crash into him because he would have taken an uncontested mark. That's what... That's, that's yeah. what Van Royen and other forwards are challenged to do by their coaches, and then they challenge the umpire to either pay the free kick or not. And sometimes the umpire doesn't, and then you've had a win, haven't you? Um, yeah, well, it's 100, 120, 125 years of ingrained football uh, mythology and philosophy. That's what you're told to do. So, But fortunately, he's taken big steps in this area, and I think there's going to be controversy over it. There's going to be a few crossroads moments, but you know what? Um, I'm, I'm fascinated to see what happens today with this, if they appeal and what, how the appeal process goes, because, as I said, I'm OK with it. Um, you know, I guess the behaviours have to be changed a little. Yeah, I think that's right. We, we have to accept that the head, and that means the neck as well, are sacrosanct and, uh, yeah, that's and, and, and not to be touched. Yeah. Because I don't think there is a concussion, but there certainly was some neck injury. So, you know, the whole point is, um, are we either going to protect the head or we aren't? And we can't sort of be half-assed about it. So, you know, if we either get fair income or we don't. And, okay, hypothetical. If Jacob Van Royen goes back into Charlie Ballard, his eyes don't leave the ball, but what happens still happens. Is that just a well, free kick? Hits- and that's just a free kick, not a suspension? Um, oh. If you, if you putt, depends what the uh, impact is, really. I mean, if his fist had have made the football and he's got eyes... See, the other argument it is, Duff, you can still whack a bloke without looking at it. Let's be honest about it. This is what players are trained to do. This is what they've been ingrained to do for many, many years. So uh, I think the, the, the taking your eyes off the ball is significant in this case uh, in terms of them trying to get him off, but... Really? I mean, you can hurt a bloke without looking at him pretty easily. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, to me, if his eyes never left the ball, then he can absolutely argue that he was contesting the ball and therefore it's a free kick because there is high contact from front on. But I would be happy with the tri- with the tribunal saying that is not a suspension. But with his eyes on Ballard, to me, it's a suspension every day of the week. What if it's significant high contact and his eyes were on the ball at all times? That's a good question. But we'll take the previous week when um, Darcy Fogarty ran into Nathan Murphy. 
yep. and his, yep. his eyes were on the ball. Now, that should have absolutely been a free kick. Uh, wasn't a free kick. But I think everyone was comfortable that Darcy Fogarty wouldn't go to the tribunal over that, uh, even though he basically, in trying to punch the ball, had also made significant contact with um, with Nathan Murphy's head. We, we deemed that as a significant accident as opposed to a reckless act, I think. Hey, um, what did you make of the WA teams on the weekend? Fremantle's win against Hawthorne first? Uh, important to get them on the right track, to get them rolling. Maybe to frank a bit of confidence. Um, significantly, Luke Jackson, who I think has been slowly building, and um, that, was a, that was a big impact game. However, um, I think... It was Hawthorne who are, you know, lacking lacking depth and basically have only been a, really only be out of only been able to play two two and a half quarters. So I'm just sort of measuring my judgment for a few weeks because, as we know, Fremantle's got a pretty tough period ahead, and I think we'll, we'll find out where they're at then. Uh, the, one, the one area that did concern me is they were absolutely smashed in centre clearances, probably up until three quarter time. Didn't have a significant impact because Hawthorne wasn't able to hurt them, and um, certainly in the forward line, and, and they were horrific down back. So um, that is an area of concern for Fremantle. Um, it, it was really good to watch two young midfields go at it, by the way. Um, Brayshaw was terrific, and certainly the Hawthorne, the youth in there, were very impressive. They're on the right track, and I think we lower our eyes now, and the top four's out of reach. Can they make finals? Well, mathematically, of course they can. They get on a roll, but it's a really, really tough period ahead for them. So um, that's why it was, I guess, more important for them to back some of those earlier wins that you would have expected them to have. But uh, all in all, there's some issues. You know, it's not it's an imperfection to that forward line still. I think that's pretty obvious. I think the back line, generally speaking, has held up pretty well this year. And... Um, the midfield, there's been some areas there that they need to look at, contested footy, ground balls, all of that sort of thing. Um, and we know that there's some reasons for that. We know that there's been some departures, um, some big bodies, you know, um, David Mundy, Blake Akers. But, you know, it's... Look, I think it is a young squad. I think I counted last weekend. There was Hawthorne and Fremantle uh, had uh, six players each with 100 games hundred games or more experience. So both very young sides. I think we have to be a bit patient with Freo. Maybe, and I'm one of these people, maybe I I got it wrong. I thought they'd finish I thought certainly thought they'd play finals and as I said earlier they still might. Um, I had them as high as fifth. I thought they'd take a little bit of a backward step before they go forward again, but um, I didn't think they'd drop off as significantly as they have so far. But uh, the beauty of it is there's plenty of the season to go. There is. I think if you mentioned the upcoming weeks, obviously uh, there's Sydney at the SCG this week, there's Geelong at home next week, and then there's Melbourne at the MCG the week after that. So they're three massive weeks. What would they need to do? Do they need to win one of those three? Do they need to somehow pinch two of those three Um, for you to say they're in finals contention come the bye, which comes after, I think, round one? Yeah, I'd like them just to win two. And look, they have beaten Melbourne over there before in recent times. Stopped their role last year, of course. Sydney's gettable, although much improved for three and a bit quarters against Collingwood last week. And they're getting numbers back now, Sydney. But I think Sydney's definitely gettable this week. Um, will I pick them? I don't know. I don't know, to be honest, at this point. Probably not. 
Uh, I'd like to see them claim a big, bigger skull to give them even more confidence going forward and sort of getting entering that buy. But uh, I reckon two over the next three, yeah, to get them back on track. Now, West Coast, we know their manpower issues. If every game that West Coast played while they've still got these manpower issues was a game like the one they played against Richmond on the weekend, are you happy enough with that or do you think there needs to be more? I, I am, given except for the final um, quarter and a bit. So you, when you concede nine of the last ten goals, that's that's not a tick. That's unacceptable. Um, but there are mitigating circumstances. And I think... Um, barring the game two weeks ago. They've been pretty well competitive throughout, so at least two and a half quarters, and you expect a bit of a drop away when you've got players elevated when they're, they're probably not ready, let's be honest. Um, or, or certainly there are other players who would have been in their place if they hadn't, hadn't been injured. So it's a bit of a... Yeah, look, if I'm a West Coast supporter and I see... Uh, four quarters of effort every week, or even three and a half, because you've got to expect some of the kids to drop away. It's pretty hard out there. I'm okay with that, um, as long as I see them having a crack, and as long as I see uh, them giving the kids a go, because that's what they have to do. They've actually got no choice at the moment, but um, even when they do start getting players back, I'd like to see them persevere with some of those kids and maybe mix it up a bit. I mean, there's been a lot of commentary about Jack Darling, and... Um, I take your point that, yes, he gets the best defender most weeks and, um, you know, he's, he's, he's got the runs on the board for that football club, one of the best forwards they've ever had. He's, been, he's had a magnificent career. But he's been horrible this year, Duff. And um, I'm not sure... Yeah, I'd like to see him shifted. Now, I know that creates problems in itself and probably exposes Oscar Allen a bit more, but I just, I'd like to see them try something with him. If he has another week like he had last week, so, what, midfield, defence, what, what do you see? For I would have put him in, you know what, against Carlton, I would have put him in defence for a while. Just, just to get him back there, anything to get him in the game early, just to get his confidence up, get his hands on the footy. Um, you know, and it has been hard in the West Coast forward line this year, which is what makes Oscar Allen's performance so bloody good, you know. I mean, he's one of only two players to keep multiple goals in every game. And, you know, they've been hard-earned goals up there. And I've loved, to, I've loved watching Oscar, you know, tentatively start and then grow as each week goes. I was a bit worried about him last weekend, actually, but he seems to be OK. I thought he injured that knee, but... Um, there's been certainly he's not on the injury list, and there's been no commentary around it. And uh, he's, I think he's looked okay. So fingers crossed for Oscar. Obviously, very, very um, upsetting for Joe Kelly. You know, another one on the long-term injury list, and just so upsetting for him, given he was nominated as a rising star only a few weeks ago. So um, he'll, he'll be doing it pretty hard. So we all feel for him. Um, you know, so, so tough times. I think it's going to be a. A, a tough season uh, for West Coast, depending on how you look at it. What do they do with their second quarters? I, I, I just not well, sure, I'm not sure that because if we look at the AFL system, the AFL system will take care of their seniors. Basically, they'll get good draft picks, they'll get better talent, and gradually their senior team will improve. We know that Adam Simpson has been a premiership coach, therefore he's not a complete deal. Um, so their league team will improve, but. I worry about the development of their kids unless they get a better second system. What would you do? Yeah. There's three options. You've got the current system. You've got an alliance with another Waffle Club. 
which is pretty hard because no one else else wants it. No waffle club wants it. Of the obvious look is Perth because they're at Lathlane Park, but that requires a 75% members vote. And from what I'm told, that's not going to happen. So that would be preferable, I think, because it's worked really well at Peel with Fremantle. And the third option is one you and I have often discussed, which is probably you know, a lot more long-term, is, is an AFL reserves system. So you have a, a reserves team. Every AFL club has a reserves team, travels with them. Um, it's a curtain raiser. I like that system, but it's expensive, obviously, and um, it just makes more sense to me, really, and it would certainly help the waffle competition as well. So, um, But the way they're going now, Duff, um, and it has been an unusual spate of injuries for a second year in succession. Uh, they had some concessions given them to the, the commission last year. I expect that to happen again this year, at the end of this year. Oh, you know... I think if it continues in this vein and they're going to remain West Coast at the Waffle Club, I think the other Waffle Clubs are going to have to put their big boys' pants on and say, or at least agree, this is uncompetitive. This is not good for the competition. I mean, there are team staff who don't even do their due diligence after playing West Coast because there's no point reviewing the tape. I mean, that's how bad it's got. So... Do they give them, you know, to, to players, are players released to that team? That's what I'm trying to say. So they've got to do something. They've got to even it up. Now, we know the commission likes the, the sweet spot for them would be West Coast to be competitive, but not too competitive. And I think that's fair. And it's and it's unreasonable for Waffle Clubs to just to see West Coast as cannon fodder. I, I know they don't necessarily see them as, you know, want that, but... You know, um, at the moment they're a percentage booster, so it's unacceptable at the moment. Uh, it's unworkable. Uh, it's certainly hurting West Coast. You know, um, it's not their fault. They they were looking around for alliance models, and no one wanted to take part. So they put a team in the competition again, and it's it's a mess at the moment. Um, but there are there are options, and I'm sure they're looking at all of them. Quarters, always a pleasure to talk to you. Put your hands in some sheep dung, mate. See if you can grow them a little bit. They need to be bigger than they are. But you've always, uh, you've always had a big brain and a big heart, mate. Thanks for joining us on the show. <laughs> always a pleasure, buddy. Glenn Quartermain from the West Australian. What do you think? You can join in on the temper at Bedshed text line 0487 736 736 or give us a call on the open line 13 12 55. Mornings with Mark Duffield on SENWA. We'll be back after the break.